Hey, we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, Crave Bath and Body, and Level Up Logo. Without you guys, this episode would not be possible. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Man, that feels good to say that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. It's been a hot minute since we've uh, we've logged on. But uh, anyway, we are talking about um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are invited to come up on the front porch, grab a beverage, and set a spell. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. We have uh, continuing our uh, our pursuit of series, pursuit of mental health. We have licensed professional counselor, Nathan Evans, going to be back with us. He's been on the show before, but of course, times have changed, things have changed. And so Nathan is back to talk about mental health. Uh, And it's not just him. We've got the crew back. Well, at least most of it. Uh, uh, Ryan is still, uh, I don't know where he's at anymore. He, He stopped in for a hot minute and then he drove off never to be seen again in the sunset. So he'll probably be back next week. Uh, but we do have Aaron say, what up? Hello. And of course, producer Brian. Hey guys. And of course I be your host, Biggin. And how about you? Uh, producer Brian, where can our folks find us on our socials? Well, we are on all the social platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube. I forget the rest of them. If you uh, can't find us, go to southernfriedphilosophy.com where you can find all of our links. Uh, you can always tune into the show on uh, your favorite podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, um, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere, so there's no excuse not to uh, click that download and like button. Um, I think it just came to me. We should start a series on the weirdest thing that we've seen on TikTok this week. Okay. Are you guys down with that? Yeah. I think uh, this week, uh, it, 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 it was so weird. They were trying to make a fake healthy Coke. Have you seen a fake yes. healthy Coke? It's called Coke Zero. <laughs> But people are getting these, like, (laughs) they're getting Fantas or, you know, these bubblies, whatever they are. And, um, and they're adding balsamic vinegar to it and, and mixing it up. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I don't don't believe anything. (laughs) It's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. No for you. Um, I I don't know. I'm going to say that it's horrible, but I'll try it on the show. If somebody wants to, you know, give me a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. segment anyway. I guess you could do right there, right? <laughs> I'm is, on my way. Yep. I got the balsamic vinegar. Ooh. <laughs> uh, God, have, my, have you seen the guys will... that do like, like I watched a guy take a hot dog in the bun with the ketchup on it and then like mash it up with a pestle and mortar and then shape that into a hot dog and cook it and put it in a bun? <laughs> This seems a bit redundant, right? So it's a it's a hot dog in a hot. It's like hot dog inception. It's really weird. Uh, but, a hot dog in a hot dog in a hot dog. Yeah. Here's what I do like, though. I like getting a crunchy taco, right? And then I'll put a layer of beans on it uh, on a on a on a uh, uh, soft taco, and mm-hmm. then I'll put my hard taco in the soft taco, and then eat it like that. Uh, that's kind of the same thing. Pretty sure Taco Bell makes one of those. I forget what they call it though. Yeah, that sounds like gordita. That's the other it's thing. Amazing. Is the gordita is a deep fried thing, or is that chalupa? Mm. Uh, I think they're both fried. Mm. The gordita, I think, has the cheese in it. Like one of them is like a soft <laughs> shell with cheese, and then a hard shell. Yeah, and then whatever your filling oh, is. Oh, that's the yeah. Right. That's the gordita, or like that's the, the gordita. Um, no, the Crunchwrap. That's the Crunchwrap. Well, the Crunchwrap is like the big thing, but there's a taco yeah. shell. Okay, there's two different the, things that do that. Yeah, so the gordita, the Taco Bell menu. 
Look, I'll I'll argue that there are only six ingredients in the entire Taco Bell, and they just rotate them around to make different things. Mm. There's really only six. Sounds good to me. There's there's a, a beef, <laughs> uh, a hard shell taco, uh, soft shell taco, cheese, salsa, and I don't know sour cream. And they just make everything with those six ingredients. They just put them in different places. Yeah, that's the whole thing about the uh, with the Mexican pizza. They they stopped selling them, and people would go out. Like they, everyone knows what's in the Mexican pizza, but the right. reason they stopped selling it is because they stopped making the box that it goes in. So there was nowhere to pack it. No way to pack it is the Mexican pizza. So it was the box. It wasn't the ingredients. It was the box that was the problem. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we want to say shout out to our listeners from British Columbia, Canada. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, eh? Um, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to go. I'm going to ask you guys, like I ask you every week, how you be doing? We'll go to Aaron first. How you be doing? I'm good. I'm just, you know, cruising along, working. Yeah. Life. I'm going on vacation next week. So I'm very much looking Ooh. forward to that. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, um, I'm going to be in Hollywood, Florida, oh, not to be mistaken with horrible. California. Very different place. I think sure. Hollywood, California. <laughs> Don't mistake the two. Very different. Now, Hollywood. When people from Hollywood, LA get old, they just go to Hollywood, Florida and retire yeah. there. Oh. So you can say you oh, still live yeah. there, but right. The, um, yeah. What's in Hollywood, Florida? What's there? Yeah. Is it like a family <laughs> trip beach. or? Yeah. Yeah. My. Uh... There is a beach in Hollywood? Yeah. Oh. It's no, down. Right. It's like I'm, 30 minutes from Miami. I'm currently uh, Googling. I'm basically this going to Miami. Great. That's what I'm telling everyone. This is I'm a basically Navy town? What? It's a Navy town, looks like. I thought Hollywood's was way north. No. Oh, uh, the now, picture now looks a whole lot like Palm things. Springs. It's just, just south of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. We're staying at a resort, uh, which I'm real excited about. Oh, mm. oh, wow. You're way down there. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. I could have sworn it was north way north. Beach. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be mad at Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood? Is that wait, us wait. near... It's not near. Give us the Cuban food. That's what you gotta do. Oh and yeah. Every time I'm in Miami, duh. Yep. Like I basically uh, Cuban coffee, basically Cuban you, sandwiches, you like Cuban Miami rice. I do. Cuban would, pudding. I'm a South Beach girl. Like the, are you like you? You would live yeah. there if you could. Oh, 100. percent mm. It's beautiful. Oh, Lord, no. It's so Lord, fun. No. Have you not watched any episodes of CSI Miami? People are dying all over the place down there. <laughs> Good night. I watched it's like what, when, Dexter, okay? I okay. Was, oh, geez, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember as a kid, my mom wanted to go visit like Maine. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's where everybody dies from murder, she wrote. You can't, do that. You can't go there. Maine. That was mom. in Maine. I know that. I don't know. It was like some northern New England, right? Cape Town, New England thing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I always think of that song every time I, I hear that show. I love Murder She Wrote. I still type watch Murder She Wrote to this day. Murder Wait, She What? Wrote. <laughs> you know the uh, the like uh, reggae Murder She Wrote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The theme song to, to Murder She Wrote is a reggae Murder She Wrote. Oh. <laughs> Come on, imagine Angela Lansbury with dreadlocks. <laughs> oh. <I> like <laughs> Inappropriate. Uh, is she alive still? Somebody Google that. Probably. Is she alive? She's a queen. Mm. All right, we should probably start moving on. Uh, Hold on. I'm gonna Brian find Hager. this song because y'all act like you don't know it, so now I gotta find it. I don't know it. Let's see. Um, born October sixteenth, nineteen twenty-five. That's where it's. it's like, there's no. This is IMDb, so it's facts. Yeah. Right? Uh, so according to this, she's still kicking around. Had a girl. She was in she uh, her last most recent credit was in twenty eighteen. So she's still. 
Do some Mary Poppins or Tom's. Oh, yeah. Or broomsticks. So mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, 1925 to now. That's what? Uh, like 97 or something? 98? No, it's 1925 and it's 22. She's that's 90, 97. 97 years. That's. Look at me do math. Wow. Well done. Well wow. Done, I'm sir. impressed. Look, my uh, second grade teacher would be proud right now. Uh, are you guys are you guys ready for the song? Oh yeah, here we please, go. Is this actually about murder she wrote? No, it's an old song that's Older like than just Angela Lansbury. Not yeah. ninety seven years. Murder she wrote. Never heard the song? No. Never heard this. It's like a reggae song. Well, it's like I, old... I clearly picked that up. Huh. Uh, but I, is it? I don't yeah. know who is the original. I'm seeing a lot of different people covers. Oh, Shaka Demas. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what Shaka Demas is the singer. Shaka Demas. Yeah, I, mean, I hope I said that right. I don't know. <laughs> this has been the most educational ten minutes I've had in a very long time. There's just, just like random say. things in my brain that I don't even know. I don't I know where, how, or why I know, but I just know. <laughs> Shaq, you wrote it originally. It wasn't me. No, it was you wrote. So, there you go. Uh, Educated. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Pretty surprised how you were doing. I'm good. Um, so, we were having a conversation before the show, and I forget what it was, but it made me think about this, what's been happening at my house lately. So my wife does the meal okay. planning, right? Oh yeah. I do the cooking, mm-hmm. but she does, she plans it for the most part. Um, and tonight, just as an example, uh, we were supposed to like, well, actually a couple of days ago, we like set out some ground beef to thaw and it never quite got mm-hmm. there. So we ended up doing something different. Yeah. So there's ground beef in the fridge. So she always oh, we'll make hamburgers. Okay. No problem. Uh, so I don't know, like three o'clock I asked, you know, what are we having? She says hamburgers. Okay. It's supposed to rain at like four o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't want to do that inside. I was like, okay, do we have yeah. buns for these hamburgers? Oh no. boy. Do we have, like, there's, there's just meat. Uh, <laughs> she wants to make, make like cheeseburgers. So, oh, okay. So I just, I ended up making like a, essentially it was like hamburger helper, right? <laughs> it was like a cheeseburger. Okay. I told All my right. kids it was cheeseburger mac and cheese, so they wouldn't get confused about it. It's fine, but like, okay, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but like, oh, buddy, here make here's the ingredients, or here we have a ingredient, or the meal plan consists of an entree and nothing, no sides, mm. no nothing to accompany it. You know, yeah. <laughs> does that happen I'm, to you guys at all? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find my wife. Half the time it's just like I just make something up, you know, on the on the fly. Yeah, this this is just between us. No nobody listens to this part. Uh Um listen, we get in so many fights about (laughs) about that. And I'll be like, All right, so where's where's the the yogurt? Like for butter chicken. Um Oh, it's Mm -hmm. it's in the fridge. You gotta go look for it. And she always blames me with the, you got to look for it, which granted I'll give you nine times. Well, yeah. Seven times out of 10, I just didn't see it. And I'm like, Oh, it's right in front of me. Yeah. yeah that happens. So, you know, you just didn't see it. <clears throat> but then the other three times, Oh, we have some, I, I, I know I bought it. Mm-mm. And, and it's not like one of these things like salt, like you don't have to have salt. Um, but it'd be nice. It's one of these essential gradients that you have to have in order to make the dish. Salt. So again, like no buns for hamburgers. You can't, you can't make hamburgers. Yeah. That that's hamburger so steak, like, hey, right? Is it fancier? <laughs> yeah. Let's have, let's have fettuccine Alfredo. Great. That sounds awesome. Where's the pasta? I don't have it. Like, You're the what? pasta maker now. The so that. Well, well yeah. Now, I got, now I can make flour it. And eggs and you the one now. Yeah, right. So. Right. <laughs> Let's have tacos. We don't have hard shell or tough shell, soft shell. So now we got to right. go to Taco Bell. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time. And then it gets under my skin. And then she'll say, 
but let's just supervise. Now she makes it a game. And I'm like, no, the rules state we have to have this. So, oh, well, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh, I hate You mean that. improvise? I don't know. Aaron, <laughs> does this happen in your house? Um, Not really anymore because we do those uh, like <sighs> meal kits. Right. Ah, the HelloFresh. Ching. Yeah. Well, we do Home Chef, but it's like basically okay. it's like the same thing. That sounds yeah. fancier. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, way fancier. It's like, yeah. yeah, so Jack cooks, and it yes. works out great. He opens the box and yeah. cooks it, and then you're that's, that's the meal plan. It's right. like it comes in a little bag, <laughs> and it has all the meats and the one little thing. And you, mm. But my job is to pick the meals on the app, okay. yeah, and then it gets delivered. My, my problem wow. with those things is it says it serves like two people. Mm-hmm. I need like... A four, you know, I don't eat like yes. a person, right? I eat like two right. people at the best. Right. So if I'm going to feed my family, I got to order food for like five because my kids barely right. eat anything. And then we'll both eat two. Yeah. Anyway, I got blue apron one time. It was delicious. But, yeah. yeah. And then they'll yeah. be like, um, sometimes I order those and we'll have like leftovers or Jack will eat it all. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I don't want to cook dinner. Which is fine. Well, well, now I got to make a peanut butter sandwich. No, I don't want to do that. (laughs) He is a bottomless bed. He's not normal. So I don't. He's a bottomless bed. Yeah. Big and high It's it's good, man. I'm I've I feel much better than what I have in the past, you know, six months. Uh, So that's handy. I'm slowly getting my voice back, which I'm blaming COVID for it. I don't know if that's true or not, but. That's the that's the person that, that did it, did the uh, voice part, um, but it was good. Last week uh, we didn't have a show. Uh, I st- I uh, went back to school for four whole days. Oh, uh, didn't make to it. To huh? do a yeah, oh. <laughs> I four days. I had to go back to math class and realize I didn't pass uh-huh. it. Um, uh, but I started uh, to to learn how to be a drone pilot. So um, boy, that'll that's fun for you. Uh, fun fact, uh, the U.S. government doesn't recognize the difference between a drone pilot and a real pilot. So to get your license to be a drone pilot, you've got to go through the classes for a real pilot. Who knew? Oh. So you got to pass the same test that real pilots to pass. So I'm learning about, like, weather systems and airspace and, like, uh, feet that they could go up, ceilings and floors and oh. all kinds of fun things. Wow. So, yay. Yay me. That's too much work. Are you getting a, couple a drone? Weeks, or do you this. have a drone? I do. I bought one off the lovely uh, Facebook marketplace, which uh, was great. And uh, so I have taken it out for six total flights. Uh, I have crashed mm-hmm. twice. So, so far, not horrible. So That's not good horrible. average. That's um, better than my average. I have, I have ruined a set of uh, blades so far, you know, little spinner things. So um, that's the technical term, just in case if you're wondering and getting ready to take your test. Side of propellers? Yeah, that thing. Blades. Yeah, that. Yeah. No, so, it's called spinning anything, Ryan. It's the pinwheels on, on top, right? That's the. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. It's going to be a hobby, and then maybe I could potentially do something with it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, Southern phrase of the week, uh, maybe you guys have heard this one. We are off like a herd of turtles trying to gather your family, getting your, your folk together and getting in the car. And then undoubtedly the dad will say, we're off like a herd of turtles because you know, you think we're getting ready to take off and then it's just a slow, slow process. Fun times. Have you guys heard that phrase before or am I just making that up? No, I've heard it. I have not yeah. heard it, but I agree wow. with the premise. <laughs> you are not saying that. Uh, uh, I will be writing this down and putting it in my phrase of the week. I will be using this in the sentence. Phrases dad say. Probably tomorrow. Right. I, you know, the funny thing about uh, the phrases dad say, I was watching, uh, of course, the TikTok, and uh, it was a dad saying dad things. and he was at a restaurant and the waitress delivered the check and he goes, well, I didn't order that. And because <laughs> I've said that before and I thought I was original in that. 
I thought I was the original guy. It's like passed down knowledge from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw this video. I think it was yesterday. Maybe my wife showed it to me. It was like, what if dads were influencers? He was wearing like the classic, like New Balance, New Balance. white socks, yeah. porta pie, denim shirt, like tucked in. He's going, his jeans are from Walmart, but like he's running down his outfit, right? right. <laughs> from dad, dad outfit. Yeah, his shirt I got three years ago at some uh, charity event. You know, yeah, yeah. it's got to yeah. be from Cabela's. Golf in this, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of, uh, dads, we recently had father's day, mm. um, uh, producer Brian, uh, how, and here's the thing. Let me also preface by saying this dads get the shaft so bad <laughs> on father's day, like mother's day is the greatest of all holidays. I mean, you look at the order of, of greatness, you have Christmas, you have Easter, then mother's day is right underneath that. If you look at the list of of dad uh, or Father's Day, you've got the list of like, I don't know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, Arbor Day, and then Father's Day. Like, mm-hmm. that's the list. It doesn't get any – we don't go above Arbor Day to be celebrated. It's it, it. We've got to figure out – if we want equal footing in the holidays, we've got to raise awareness of the horrible father, Father's Day uh, – idea and premise of it it's we've got to raise it up for this set the standard anyway yeah it was pretty bad uh uh, brian (laughs) what what did you guys do uh well you know father's day is it's a catch-22 right because either Mm -hmm. you want to eat like some good meat or someone has to Mm -hmm. take you to a restaurant that's what happens so uh we went to my parents house and me and my dad made steaks for everybody it's like we yeah. cooked all the food sure. for the family. There's your uh, catch. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> yeah, because you made it. Because we did it. Yeah, that that's <laughs> basically it. So now you're hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're, you've made all the food. You're tired. You just want to nap. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My, Mar- my wife did make a cake, so I'll give her that, which oh. is, you know. There you go. The, the trace leches, if you know, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. But, um, um, yeah, we, we scrambled out of church. Uh, my, my in-laws came up. So we scrambled out of church, We ran down to Harrisburg to the old captain Steve's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with captain Steve's. I've heard of it's, it. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty good seafood. Uh, you know, fried platters, whatnot. I enjoy their shrimp and, um, and their oysters. So we all went down there, had a, a good meal there, but it's just tough. You know, like father's day, I think the perfect father's day would be like, go watch top gun, go home, take a nap, uh, you know, eat lunch, take a nap and then get up, do something and then go back to bed. Like, I don't know. I wish there were more nap times. I wish it was like a guaranteed nap, and there's a really yeah, not. yeah. I forgot so, to mention I got up and made breakfast for everybody as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> nice, well done. Yeah. Uh, no, my wife did great. I mean, she, you know, <laughs> she, you know, gave me some rest time. She gave me some away time from the kid, and uh, so that was handy. She did, however, I want to say, give me um, this little treat. I don't know if you guys can see oh, this. This load. is a hostess mix of candy. You say, what would be a hostess mix of candy? My wife said, here you go, old man. Here's your Father's Day gift. This is just a a plethora of old people candy. And let me, it's even got like the old, I don't know, the, the old strawberry. Those are so good. That's, those are my jam, pun intended. We've got those, those the, the original peppermint. Yeah, pass. Uh, we've got the green peppermint, yes, which I don't know what that one is. The Brian, uh, butterscotch, yeah, right. butterscotch <laughs> all day. Come on, yeah. But I do, I do really enjoy the you know the cinnamon discs. Mm. So I think you, you need to do the cinnamon butterscotch at the same time. That's what you got to yeah. do. Oh, life changing. Okay, I'll uh, guess what I'm doing tomorrow at work. <laughs> I'm living on the edge. <laughs> so it was, she, she was just it was just a, a gag gift, but she said thank you. Uh, here you go, old man. So I appreciate that. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I know, I know our guest is here. I do want to ask this uh, quintessential question though, as we uh, get ready to go into summer, I need to ask you guys, what do you set your temperature at in the house? It, your ideal temperature, no one's there. It's just you and you're going to set it for the summer, a hot day. What do you want to keep your temperature at in your house? Um, like 68, 69. <laughs> Producer Brian? Uh, we're a 72 house. What summer, winter? Wow. That's it. That's the that's where it stays. What's funny is, like, you know, we have this heat wave. If no one's been outside in the south recently, it's been a little warm. Yeah. So I have right. a Nest thermostat mm-hmm. that's like programmable. So my wife decided to turn the heat, the air up. Whatever you know, she made it warmer because oh, to save okay. power because it was gonna be hot. And I was kind of upset about that at first. And I went and looked at it, and it hadn't moved because I have it programmed. Just like it'll, you can change it for a little while, but the program is going to take over <laughs> at some point. It's just going to go back. <laughs> Seventy-two. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do y'all have fans? Yeah, let's stay on. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, right. it's comfortable. Oh, it's not, I mean, I'm again. Like I, since I shaved all my hair off, my Temperature control is different. I, I, I get I oh, yeah. can stay cool pretty easy. So you guys need to shave my head. That'd uh, be helpful. Yeah. That's what we should do. Everybody. <laughs> Summer. But then you got to wear the hat or sunscreen Aww. outside. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's cooler to until you get a sunburn. And that's you only do that once. <laughs> so we asked Maria uh, last week or the last show that we had. Um, you know, if you put your cereal in or your milk in of the of the bowl, and she clearly stated that if you put your milk in before, you're psychotic, sociopath. I want to ask said, Nathan, right? and this is from a therapist. Yeah. And this is from a therapist. I want to ask Nathan uh, if you're a psychopath if you keep your house temperature at seventy eight. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, because my my yeah. father will keep it at seventy eight. And but, thinks that that's coming. That, that's the caveat, though, like, though, is old no. guy. Yeah. Still. That's how 70. my grandparents were. Like, <laughs> like their blood is, like no. their internal body temperature is like 88 instead of 96, <laughs> right? Or something crazy. Like, <laughs> they're just colder. <laughs> yeah. It's trying um, to reptiles or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sun on a rock. Like, that's why he look, needs, I, like, some socks and some, like, you know, you got to get him his good, some good slippers so oh, he can yeah. bundle okay. up, get him his track well, suit, get him his like. Uh, will come down from, from Pennsylvania and wear like a sweatshirt or a sweater all weekend in I my 72 degree house <laughs> and in outside summer. in like May in North Carolina. At, yeah. Maybe that's why older people move to Florida. I, well, absolutely. That's one hundred percent. And look, I get it. People take medicine; it thins their blood out. I get that part. But by gosh, for the people that aren't, please just if they're coming over, turn it down, put on a jacket, and call <laughs> it a parka. Like good night. Like so, we're going to uh, see my grandma in the next little bit uh, for you know, so she can see Lila whatnot. But it's like it is so hot in the house. You pray to God for like a cool day. Like, please just let the temperature be good. So, oh, 78. Who in right mind? Anyway. That's hot. Speaking yeah. of right mind, let's go ahead and bring in our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. There he is. Mr. Evans, how are you today? Wonderful. Wonderful. You, how are you look guys? so relaxed. I love it. Ready to go. <laughs> so happy right now. Oh, he's he's ready to do this thing. It's like, God, how did I get drugged so into this excited. crap again? So yeah. excited. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nathan has been on the show what so he already knew what to expect and he somehow mm-hmm. he agreed to do it again. So there's that. <laughs> this great. is on you, I'm, sir. I'm super excited. You guys even accommodated my own schedule. So that's yeah. 
good. 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 Uh, Nate, I knew you were in in the green room there for a minute. Uh, people that set their temperature at seventy eight are they psychopaths? So I have I have strong opinions on this, um, and uh, it's it. This is this is great because uh, we are actually a seventy seven household. Okay. Jeez, but, we. But but hold on, there, it is it is <laughs> not about the temperature. Bad. You're you're asking you're asking the wrong no it's the wrong question the temperature is not the issue the question is how often the air conditioner is running okay if your air conditioner okay. is still running a lot Fine. the house is still going to feel cool okay so here's what we have going on in our house we have the the main part of our house it's got a cathedral up to the second floor so we've got a loft up there we've got okay. a ha- open hallway to all the bedrooms. If we set our air conditioner at 72, mm-hmm. then it will run and run and run until the upstairs gets to 72, which means downstairs it will be like 62 because of the, the air does not mix well because the hot air rises. Okay. So if we have it set at 77, what actually ends up happening is the downstairs ends up around in the low 70s, and the upstairs ends up around 76, 77, which during the day, it's the bedrooms, nobody's up there, and or my kids are, I don't care if they're comfortable. <laughs> then at night, we have a nest thermostat as well, it goes down to the low 70s, and it's more like around a 70 degree situation at night, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So our air conditioner still checked our nest. Our air conditioner still runs plenty during the day to keep the house very comfortable, mm-hmm. keeps the humidity out. It is the downstairs is cool. It uh it's a it's a architectural uh sort of uh situation. So mm. yeah. So we've got um Caitlin going to be uh the next uh, mental health specialist on. So the next question I have for her are people that buy cathedral homes psychopaths. Our old we we actually had a house almost exactly uh uh been to Caitlin's house, uh hung out with uh her and Eric there many times. We had a house almost exactly like theirs. It was just a, you know like a, a normal uh old style brick ranch that we kept at seventy two because you, okay. know, you had to you had right. to uh, you had to keep it going. So mm. I I don't know. It's it's the the weirdness of our house. So right, yeah. 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 I, my dad has drilled it into me where there's a cathedral ceiling, or sometimes you'll see these homes where you go in and there's a balcony on the second floor, um, you know. But there's open space over the the living room. A loft. He just he's drilled yeah a loft yeah. And that's that's you know the technical term for it if you want to be all fancy spinny things. <laughs> Um, but he's drilled into me that that is just wasted space and you're not getting your full square footage. So no, no cathedral ceiling for me on that. No, yeah. Cathedral, it is, it is a waste that we, we like the house, but it is a lot of empty air that we have to, uh, air condition. When we first moved in, uh, and here's really why, where the temperature, I found the temperature 77. I kept our house at 72 and we had a heat wave. A lot like this. Uh, the first couple mm-hmm. weeks we were in this house, got our nest center set. We had multiple days where the air conditioner did not shut off. Uh, like that's what our house takes to uh, keep it yeah. at seventy-two, it, and uh, you know that's that's expensive. So sure, I don't Absolutely. don't go that route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got You got to balance the frugality of it versus. Your temperature, so like we'll keep ours at. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's sixty nine as well, Aaron. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but like we also have fans going because it doesn't necessarily keep up that well. And we've got two. We've got upstairs yeah. and downstairs, so that kind of helps. Yeah, a little bit as well. Yeah, we have ceiling fans in every room, so that's the yeah. That's you the, need that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Nathan, you are a licensed. Uh, professional counselor, how long have you been practicing said therapy and counseling? Um, I am uh, coming up uh, this fall. I will uh, be beginning my sixth year. So gotcha. uh, I'm somewhere. Yeah. Is it everything that you've wanted or dreamed? 
a great question. Yeah, I I think my my hope when we uh when my wife and I started talking about me going to do counseling was that it was going to tap into a different uh skill set. I did ministry uh for for mm-hmm. 12 13 years for this and I was ready for a change. And so I I I really I think it has been a better fit than I expected. Uh, I thought it was going to be a more difficult transition, uh, but it's really, it's felt very natural from the beginning. And um, it, like anything, it has its hard days, hard weeks, Uh, but the, the, the work itself, I, yeah, I always love it. Do you have a, a particular specialty or thing that you focus on? I, uh, a couple things. Uh, one, uh, is I, I work a lot with college student 20 something age group. Uh, I worked with college students in ministry. Uh, so that was a natural thing for me. Uh, I do a decent amount of couples work, uh, as much as, uh, I can fit into my schedule. Um, and then an accidental thing that I have, uh, ended up specializing in. Uh, is when you work with couples, sometimes those couples don't make it, sadly. Uh, and so I have uh, divorce recovery has actually been become uh, accidental, as I call it, specialization. And I have um, a, a good chunk of my case, those people who are trying to bounce back from uh, uh, marriages ending. And uh, yeah, so th- those are kind of the, the places I focus. And then I have all sorts of things other than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. your transition from ministry to counseling, I, I could see where a lot of, um, where things kind of uh, come together on that and, and how they can share some of the same, same things, but how important is spirituality in your counseling or, you know, is it something that you just kind of let people come in and just feel around about their spirituality? Do you push it or do you just you know, let people kind of come in as they are. Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I think it's a, uh, something that some people are, are a little anxious about if they don't have an active yeah. faith because they see, I used to be a pastor and there's some anxiety that I'm going to be, uh, a Holy roller. Um, I, for me, uh, my, my question during my intake is always, um, is, is faith a relevant part of your life? That's kind of like the non-confrontational way that I've, I present it. And, um, I get all sorts of answers as, as, as you would imagine. Uh, but I I would say probably it's 50, 50, um, of people who want to incorporate conversation with faith or faith versus those that it's not on their radar. Um, and so I'm very respectful of that. Um, that doesn't mean, but I won't still sometimes bring up uh, an example that is spiritual or even biblical. Um, but I am very sure if somebody is in person of faith and I do that to frame it in a way that is uh, more trying to add context and not trying to, to push something uh, on them. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and and this is just a side note. Um, so Nathan and I are actually in the same Bible study, whatever you want to call it, uh, together. And speaking of the spirituality part of it, you have really helped me develop my faith and just asking some questions and, and pushing on the faith. And we talked about deconstructing faith in an earlier series of the show. And um, man, you you've really helped me through that process. So just publicly, and I know I've told you privately, like how much I really appreciate that. That has been huge for me. And so again, thank you for that. Yeah. It's been our, uh, unofficially turned Bibles and bourbon, uh, group (laughs) is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a blast. And I, uh, you know, I, I always show up on Monday nights after uh, Mondays are always a long day for me. I work right till, you know, normally my last client walks out of the office 15 minutes before I, I, I roll in. And, uh, and so, uh, I'm I'm normally kind of shooting from the hip, and so it's been 
really good to be able to have a, a place where we can uh, all push back and forth on each other and we can uh, really be as open and questioning about uh, life and faith and people and uh, our own personal journey as we need to. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been, been a blast being, being in the group with you. Yeah. Well, thank you. We, we asked this question uh, to Maria, but I, I really want to get your take on it. Um, people may be looking for counselors, uh, maybe trying to find some therapy. What are some key things? And this is a great question Aaron asked. What are some key things for you uh, that you would recommend somebody that's looking for a counselor that key things that, that you think are important as they do that process? Yeah, it, it, uh, I, I, I listened to the interview with Maria, which is great. She's, she's, uh, so smart and, and, uh, there's so much wisdom there and so much what she had to say. And, you know, I, this is a really annoying time to have to find mental health services. Uh, there is, um, our system is not set up well uh, for uh, people to find the help they need and to uh, there's like a lot of people in helping professions, there's not enough of us to go around. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, I think the first thing, um, and I think she, she mentioned the psychology today.com is a great database. There's a couple others, good therapy.com. Um, there's a couple of others out there, uh, that are eluding me that are great databases of, um, of counselors who, and it lists their services. It, it, it lists their rates, their specializations. Um, and so that's a great place to start. Um, and, you know, I, I think, um, when, you when you first look you need to understand that um it is it's as much it's as important that uh you click with your counselor as your counselor clicks with you like it is a very it's a it's a it's a relationship you're building and so to not uh not view it as uh a one-size-fits-all thing uh because it's not um i probably um, somewhere around a third of the people that call me uh, or email me, do we end up seeing each other? Maybe even less, maybe like a, qu- a quarter. And these days it's even less than that because my, my caseload's pretty much full. And, and so what, I, but what I always try to offer those people, if it's not a good fit or if, if, if the, the finances don't line up or the schedules don't line up, there's a million reasons why, um, <sighs> You know, we we always kind of the standard is we always try to offer three names that we think would fit better would be a, a mm. place for them to keep looking, and um, you know, but it's a fresh it's a it is a deeply frustrating time in our field because um, it's it, it it feels like hot potato sometimes because mm. I'll give somebody another name knowing that there's a ninety nine percent chance that they won't be able to get them get them in even if it is a good a good fit you know or it's going to be a waiting list and um it's a really helpless time um you know i i like most counselors my caseload is more full than i i would prefer it to be uh because it's it's just hard to uh turn down people when there is such a need right now and there there always has been but you know particularly these last two years has you know done us all a, a number so you obviously the last two years with COVID whatnot has, has done a number, like you said, but do you think also like the stigma of therapy is uh, starting to go away? Cause even now I'll talk yeah. to some of my friends and they're like, Oh, you go to therapy. You're crazy. You, you know what? Or they'll say, well, what's wrong? What's going wrong with you? I'm like nothing's wrong. Like we're okay. But, but overall the stigma of going to therapy, I think is from my, from my perspective is, is diminishing. Oh, absolutely. I would say for the under, you know, millennials and younger, so the the early 40s and younger set, um I I would say it it's pr- 
pretty much gone. Um, couples mm. therapy is still the one thing that there is still a little bit of a stigma and that people just assume like you're ready to get divorced or you're getting couples therapy. Um, and sh- certainly that is the case sometimes, but a lot of couples go, um, I have a couple couples. I see that it's just a, a matter of, uh, wanting to work on some issues and things are great, but there's this elephant. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, some of my clients in that are like college age, early twenties age, like they, everyone they mention their life has a therapist. Like it's just you know, it's like having having your your normal uh, 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 doctor. That it's it's just I've got I've got so, my therapist. I, and so what I'm hearing you say is millennials need therapy and Gen Xers don't. That's what I hear, right? Yes, that is exactly what. I'm, All right, let's make sure I'm clear. Yeah, I'm clear, yeah. I'm clear yeah. clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some See, something. People got weak uh, around 1980. Uh, the water changed. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need the millennials need therapy from the raising of our um, parents' generation. <laughs> how we were Don't raised. Say it too loud. <laughs> we have to undo all the stuff <laughs> from the past generations. <laughs> we're leading so the, we're blazing the path, yeah. the trail. <laughs> In theory, if every of all the millennials are getting therapy, then we should have some like utopia in about twenty years, right? Like everything should be should be uh, copacetic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If only, yeah, exactly. If only. <laughs> oh, um, I know that you're working that you're at home. Do you normally work from home? Do you have an office? How does Zoom fit into uh, what you what you do for therapy? Yeah, I, uh, now, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I was, I, I, I kind of split my time between working from home, uh, majority on the, those first few months, like the rest of us. Uh, but, um, I do have an office, uh, it's, uh, our, uh, church has a, uh, a co-working, uh, space called the collective. And so I have an office in there. Um, the, uh, and so I see, uh, see, I've seen my clients out of there uh, for about two and a half years, and it's great space. Uh, and it gives a lot of flexibility, and it's good location for my clients. Uh, one, we we reality though for every therapist, I think maybe me more than others is that um, the uh, the Zoom. Uh, I use something called uh, Simple Practice. Um, every, probably, I mean, everyone was online for me for the better part of a year. And now, um, I would say in a given day, it's still probably two thirds of my clients are, are, are <sighs> virtual. Um, a lot of reasons for that. Um, most have to do with convenience though. Um, that, right. uh, you know, I, part of the nice thing of the pandemic, I guess, from mental health perf- per, uh, perspective, I have clients in a lot larger footprint than I did before, you know, before yeah. the pandemic, all my clients lived within probably 20 minutes of me. Um, now oh. I have clients everywhere from, uh, from the Asheville area all the way to, uh, Wilmington and everywhere in between. And, um, and so, um, it, it for them it's obviously not practical to drive in um okay. and, and but a lot of people it's just convenient you know it's hey i've got my lunch hour i'm gonna go out to my car i'm gonna do therapy and i'm gonna go back in i don't have to spend an hour in the car driving yeah. to you and um and, and we've all gotten much better at this uh than we were two and a half years ago uh and so yeah, there's not I, especially if it's a long-term counseling relationship there's barely any drop-off uh in in, oh. in the in the therapy so you've never done in a full session and be like, oh, sorry, I couldn't get a word in. You were on mute the whole time. <laughs> no, although to, there is always technology problems. That is just, but, but, uh, we, we, we go with the flow, but, uh, yeah. Are you able, you just you mentioned all of North Carolina. Are you able to, to see patients from other States or do you have to be licensed in those States? You have to be licensed in those states. Um, okay. I, I think the the general rule is that I can be anywhere else uh, technically, but they have to be in this state, which is kind of a weird thing. Mm. Uh, but gotcha. um, 
but there's uh, actually something that is in the works. And so our our rules, our ethics are all approved. We have a we have a governing body uh, that is over top of us. But we are all of our bylaws, ethics, everything else is is put into place by the North Carolina North Carolina legislature. Uh, so any okay. changes have to be approved, like any other any other law. Um, and so there is something working through the House right now, um, and in I think twenty other states uh, for. They're calling it the counseling compact, where there would be a universal set of guidelines, and for all the states to get approved, North Carolina again, it's working through. We would be able to easily, hopefully with a couple clicks of the button and maybe a very limited fee, be able to get licensed in all those other states mm-hmm. because they've kind of standardized all of the practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is most of the Southeast, uh, South Carolina is the one holdout, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, uh, but it would, um, go as far West as I think, uh, Mississippi up into Ohio, Florida. Um, so that huh. will, that will change, um, mental health access a lot, uh, sure. you know, especially as people move, travel for work, um, you know, go to school. Um, you know, I've had several clients go to school out of state and it's, you know, it's like, mm. hey, see, talk to you in the summer or talk to you on break and, um, wow. won't, won't have that. So I feel like if it's called a compact, they need to do it with like powdered wigs and then a gavel. It, it, well, that's, that's about as efficient as they are. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, uh, yeah. yeah. Nathan, I, you know, I've, I've worked from home, gosh, for six, seven years now. So I don't get out a whole lot. Uh, this past week I was able to go take classes, uh, at the community college and it was so freeing to get out of the house. And I didn't realize like how great that is to be able to just kind of disconnect from work. But of course that's the thing, but being able to get out and do something, do you see coming down the pipeline, uh, negative impacts from all the folks that are now working from home and staying from home? And if so, like, what what are the, the negative impacts of working from home? Because everybody's like, oh, that's so great. You can do laundry and, and stuff, which is great. But after a while, you're like, oh, there's a world out there that, you know, you kind of forget from eight to five. Yeah, yeah, there there is uh, a couple things. Um, and, and these aren't original thoughts. There's been Hundreds of, of people have pointed some of these things out, but the but the things that I've read that I, I see that are real uh, real issues that that people are dealing with. One uh, is um, just when you work at home and you obviously live at home uh, and relax at home, there is, those lines have gotten blurred, and uh, mm. some of us are better than others at at. Uh, uh, putting uh, work away and walking away, um, but you know the uh, uh, another part of that that I hear about a lot and try is if work is really really toxic or stressful or whatever, however you want to uh, say it, but then home is as well. Um, mm. There there becomes this like uh, almost uh, hopelessness or desperation or feeling trapped that there's like no there's no safe space. And that wears that was never that was never a thing uh, before yeah. uh, two and a half years ago, and uh, to have to figure out how to separate that. Um, sure. So, so that, I, I think that's one one aspect, and and, um, and then the the social anxiety, I suppose, aspect of it is one way I would put it uh-huh. is big too. That there is some uh, relearning how to operate in the world or you know a lot of people i've i've heard stories of they they went back to the office and almost everybody on their team was new and they'd never met them before and so it's just or or all the management was different and they had no idea how to like actually you know relate to that person outside of a of a um of a, a zoom call and um and so there is a lot of uh but then there's some some good things, which is like, I think people are insisting that they have some ability to work from home, which I think is really good because uh, most people's jobs don't, they don't, 
need to drive in and sit at the office 45 hours a week. Like, yeah. and, and so I think it has given people a little more control over their time and energy, which I think is badly needed. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, here's, here's my last question for you. And if anybody has questions, please feel free to ask. If you have them in the chat, please, you know, put them out and we'll ask. Um, what's a red flag that somebody needs therapy? Like obviously suicide and we'll, we'll put up the suicide prevention hotline number. Um, but like something that comes across your mind, you're like, yeah, that's going to be something you need to, you need to talk somebody about. Yeah. It, it, uh, a quick and dirty uh, axiom that I have that that gets talked about a lot in session is any time that we have a reaction, an emotional reaction about something that and it's bigger than that situation deserves. There's mm. something else going on. We all do that, right? You know, like right. you, you 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 spend all. all all night cleaning the kitchen, you walk in and your your spouse left like a dirty plate in the sink, and you know you picked oh. up and you smashed it against the wall, right? Uh, no, it uh, there's that this overreaction in that in in, in that moment, uh, whatever that looks like. Hopefully not smashing. Angry, uh, right? that's but, all it is. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, stickers. And so, I I believe that if you find that happening more often. And you can't figure out the why behind it. Sometimes it's obvious, and, 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 but that is kind of a red flag that okay, your your uh, your big emotions are uh, keeping you from uh, functioning in your life in a in a in a healthy way, and and undoubtedly that's impacting your relationships, and. Um, and so I, I think the, that's probably the biggest thing I see when people will search out therapy. Sometimes it's something obvious, you know, like uh, a relationship issue or, or they've been feeling depressed or extremely anxious. But a lot of times it is, especially when men seek out therapy, uh, I would say yeah. most of the time when men seek out therapy, which tends to be somewhere usually in the mid 30s to mid 40s range is when they, they get to me. Um, it is. I've been reacting or responding in these huge ways that feel out of control to me. And I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to like get, get myself back. And um, yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that is a, I think one of the uh, easy to identify things for people. Well, crap. Yeah. (laughs) Producer Brian has, uh, has hated the, the, idea of therapy so i don't hate um, the idea and, i just don't think it's for me well, yeah <laughs> until he said that well, clearly <laughs> now that you said that uh, <laughs> you can't blame that roid rage anymore uh, yeah. uh serious business if please listen um heads up guys if, if you are considering you know suicide or, or any those depressive thoughts please call the suicide prevention hotline 1-800-7 or 8255 one eight hundred seven two seven three. Sorry, one eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. Just in case, um, we just please talk to somebody or call producer Brian. He'll be glad to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, click <laughs> the uh, microphone number. link on our website and tell us what's going on. <laughs> that is that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> does anybody have any questions, uh, Aaron, producer Brian? Nope. 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 Nothing I can think uh, of. <laughs> chat about Nathan's availability, probably, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah, get Brian on the books. <laughs> uh, Nathan, where can people find you at uh, if they are wanting to, to find a counselor that's completely booked and they have no spots available? Uh, my my uh, website is rockyrivercounseling.com. Uh, you can also find me in Psychology Today. Uh, and, um, you know, I... And, in all seriousness, it is, um, I think, one of the, the things that we as, as counselors are charged to do is not just help, help people find uh, healing and hope from our personal work, but from all of the, uh, all of the wonderful, uh, skilled uh, clinicians in our area. And so I always uh, 
take it extremely seriously to get people plugged in uh, as best I can uh, to other people and to find find the help that that they need. And uh, I'm only only one little little uh, place for that. Um, well, let's talk about something that producer Brian will be excited about. You are into smoking meat. How long have oh, yeah. you been doing the barbecue? That's a great question. I, uh, for years, I smoked on a, a propane grill, which is incredibly difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, but it, uh, you know, a lot of wood chips, uh, a, a lot of uh, doing my best. Uh, I got my first smoker probably about six or seven years ago. Um, and wow. so been doing it pretty regularly since then. I had like a, a, a Komodo Joe style uh, smoker for a while. And then I got lazy and got a pellet grill, <laughs> um, a pellet smoker uh, a year or two ago, which is just wonderful. I mean, it's an oven, an oven that smokes food, but smoke uh, oven. it, yeah, but it is. It turns out some some mean barbecue. Uh, so yeah, and with it being summertime, what's going to be your go to thing that you're smoking? I uh, I do uh, my my normal rotations. I do I do ribs a lot, uh, St. Louis style. Um, I've gotten into pork tenderloin. Which is a pretty quick thing to yeah. smoke. I mean, it's like forty-five minutes, an hour, uh, but mm. it it always turns out great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, great. it's like a little flavor bomb. Uh, and then wings. I've gotten really into bone-in thighs, legs, because they're relatively mm. quick and and always turn out excellent. So the more of the the a little bit quicker. I've I haven't done been into the the you know 14 hour pork pork shoulder uh marathon brisket thing for uh, mm. as much last few months mm. nice um so pellet smoker you would recommend uh, the old pellet smoker the easy bake oven for smoking it's it's i mean i, I i've gotten a, a couple of my friends into smoking because i'm like guys you can't I promise you can't mess this up. If you keep pellets in the smoker and you turn the <laughs> dial to the right number and you can set a timer on your watch, like you can turn out something really good. And they're, 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 it's been awesome. They, they love it. So, yeah, it's, it's a, great, a great, great gateway uh, in, into it. Aaron, do you feel like you want to smoke meat? Um, no. I, I like the idea of it. Um, I like to eat the meat, yeah. but I don't want to do it. <laughs> Understand. I remember the first time I was making ribs, I'm like, I had like, it looked like Dexter. I, like there was blood splatter everywhere. Like, I was like trying to rip the membrane out and everything else. I'm like, dadgummit, I need to put. There's a knife stuck in the wall. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like, good Lord. And then like, I'm not, like I didn't handle, this sounds bad, big chunks of meat. Uh, like a Boston butt a whole lot, so it was like ah, I was flying all over the place. I drop it and it mm. wasn't good. But now I'm a seasoned pro. You know, pull that membrane out. We're ready to roll in, in 15 minutes. We're good to go. Yeah, uh, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it it's practice. either you go into World War II history or you go into smoking meat at our age, and we all decided to go into smoking meat. <laughs> it's uh, much more tasty. Yep, it is indeed. It is indeed. Nathan, thank you, you can't so do much for. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't have the capacity for that. I like history. <laughs> well, maybe you do. And that's why producer Brian needs therapy. All right. Well, Nathan, thanks again so much for joining us. It, again, Rocky River Counseling, if you are in right. the Charlotte or in North Carolina, uh, it's yep. South Carolina or British Columbia, you're out of luck. So you'll have to find somebody else. Uh, British uh, Columbia, Canada, you'll probably get it for free. So that's handy dandy. Uh, if you're in the U.S., you'll be yeah, having poutine, insurance really and paying a giant copay. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, Nathan, again, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hi, Nathan. Uh, well, there you go. 77 degrees. Good night. That's wild. Awesome. I understand wow. his logic. I understand the logic. 
this week in HVAC, um, we got a little education. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. We're sending people to the moon. We can't make better ways if you have cathedral ceilings. Move air around, y'all. Tell you what you could do. You could just like fly your drone around, put it in like in hover mode, and that'll that'll circulate some air. I'll tell you that. I got underneath yeah. mine one time. Good the, lord, my my <laughs> thermostat Brian. is downstairs. So like downstairs is comfortable during the day. Right, and upstairs is fine. I mean, yeah, the button, everything's that like the thermostat control, like the, everything's okay. downstairs. So upstairs gotcha. is warmer naturally. Sure. Um, Can I tell you one thing that I did that crushed? Like it was, but a expensive. But we put the the spray foam for the insulation in the house, dude. That's that's a life changer right there. It's it's not like it it, it is like the can spray stuff, like the little mm-hmm. stuff that you can get in the can. The but cheese. this is like giant a commercial stuff where they come in and spray it, and it's just a big foamy thing. And like in, in between your you walls. From, no, just we had it in the attic and we had it put it in the basement. And the mm. difference between my downstairs and upstairs is two degrees constantly. That's the only difference. Huh. It's summertime. You can go in the attic and it's like 76 in there. I'm not it's, going to that. It attic. never gets hot. I'm just saying if you had to, it's very comfortable. So mm. anyway, spray foam insulation, look into it. It helps. Yeah. At the end of the day, it really helps lower your your energy bills. So there's that. All right. So that's going to be our show. Uh, If you have any questions for us or you want to talk to us, go to sfbradio.com, click on that little microphone, leave leave us a message, and we might even play it on the show. Uh, Other than that, we'll just, you know, hang out here, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for tuning in, and as always, keep looking up.